Hey everybody and welcome back to the Daily Royal. So I am still working on whatever this new intro is going to be and honestly like that is just not the priority right now. The priority is going back to recording episodes to get back in the habit, um, get back in the routine of things, build a routine, all the things. Uh, that being said, I am literally recording this at midnight uh, because I literally worked on this and like other things all day and then fell asleep at 7 p.m. and woke up at 10. So healthy habits. Um, there was a face and a thumbs up that went along with that in full sarcasm um, because that is certainly not healthy and like not my jam but also I'm from the Midwest um, and we are experiencing like a snowstorm situation right now. Um, and I found out earlier today, like literally right before I went to sleep, um, that I didn't have to go to work tomorrow, um, which is really, really exciting because like as an adult, you don't get a lot of snow days. Um, like those just don't really happen, obviously, because we are adults and things like that. But when road conditions are terrible, you know, it's okay to cancel um, work sometimes. And so that happened. So I don't have to go to work. Um, my job is not the kind of job that can be like, oh, well you're going to go virtual. Like I, we can't do that. Uh, <laughs> and so this is actually kind of lovely. Um, however it is midnight. So I'm like, well, we'll get there. Um, so here is what today's episode is going to be. So today's episode is going to be the highlights from Monday through Thursday of this week. So January 31st to February 3rd. However, I wanted to talk to you guys about the like content calendar that I have planned. So as of right now, um, we are, I am still not going to go back to daily, probably for the whole month in complete transparency. Um, that being said, I obviously have this episode coming up today. Um, later today, I'm going to record the January highlights. So some of the big things that like obviously happened in January that we, I just didn't talk about because I wasn't recording episodes. Um, so that's going to come up on Saturday, on Monday. So I'm going to record hopefully on Sunday, um, a special episode focusing on a lot of the events that have been going on for Crown Princess Mary's 50th um, birthday because when I went to go do like my Danish royal family highlights of the week um, they are literally all about her birthday so that's just going to be like its own thing um, which was kind of the plan anyway um, so yeah that's going to happen and then on Thursday next week, there will be like another highlight, like a midweek highlight reel, highlight episode. And then um, I don't have anything planned between Thursday and Tuesday the 15th, which is when like a weekend highlights will go up, which will include Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday um, events. So we're getting back to a place of normal. Um, I am going to be completely honest and say, like, I'm kind of toying with different ideas right now in my head. Um, 
I don't know what that's going to look like. One thought I've always wanted to try, and I might try, um, is just doing like a different royal family a day. So that would be six episodes a week. Um, and just talking about their events either of the day or of the week. Um, just talking about like highlights that way. Um, I, I don't know if that's the, the solution. Um, I'm just... Also, I'm not really feeling in a rut, but kind of um, just trying to find out different ways to make this more palatable for me um, because I'm still enjoying it. Like, it's still something that I want to talk about, still something I want to do. Um, but also, I have been doing daily events in the middle of a pandemic for two years. Um... And, like, it's just getting hard. It's always been a little difficult, and now it just feels repetitive because a lot of the events are the same, and things are just difficult. So we're going to try some different things. Um, 2022 could just be, you know, a year of experimentation on the podcast, uh, lots of different things going on. So we are going to jump right in. Um, you'll notice, too, that the... Um, transitions have changed. Well, they are right now non-existent. They may come back to the way they were. They may not. I honestly don't know yet. Um, there are a lot of things I don't know in case you haven't caught on to this. Um, we are, I am really and truly like changing this. Um, <laughs> I just don't always know how, but I... I need a change in a way that is, like, aggressively real. Um, because sitting down every day and doing the daily events is just not really working anymore for me right now. It's not that it never will again. It's just right now, not what I'm looking for. If you guys have suggestions, um, you can totally reach out to me on all the social media platforms. Um, while I am not updating them at the moment, I am checking them. Um, I just don't know what to do with them yet. That was part of like the evening plan was to figure out what I wanted to do with that. That's going to be tomorrow's goal because now I have a snow day tomorrow. So that's lovely. So we are going to jump in now with the uh, highlights for the royal families and we are going to start with Belgium. The Belgian royal family is having a interesting week. Um, so I've kind of known that this was going to happen this week, but like I also for some reason thought it was further away, but we'll start on Monday. There are some like trips happening right now and I'm very excited about them. Um, but we'll start with the Monday event. So on Monday, King Philippe gave the like traditional king's speech to government authorities in Belgium. So this is an annual event. You can go back. You can listen to my episode from 2021, which is probably a lot more detailed on the event. 2020s probably wasn't in all honesty because the podcast was still so new and I didn't quite know what I was doing. Um, I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know where to find things. I didn't, I wasn't reading foreign news sources at that point. Um, I was just a whole lot less educated on things. And now I am more educated, um, and know where to look for things and such. Um, but this is an annual speech really just like talking about the government 
thanking the government, working with the government, um, government priorities, things like that for the next year. Also just like general well-being. However, we are still living in a pandemic. So this is happening virtually. The one in 2020 happened in realness. It was a real event. Uh, <laughs> 2021, I think it was just the king and the prime minister on a camera in a room. Like, that's how that went. Uh, this year was a little bit different. So there were students invited. Um, there were 40 of them who are in their final year of secondary school, which means they are um, finishing out like the compulsory section. I think Belgium's education system is similar um, and so they're finishing out like their compulsory education and now they can go do, um, after this, they'll do like baccalaureates or trade school or whatever. Um, so that is what, uh, so they were invited to the palace for this, um, while the government entities were watching from afar, um, online through digital resources. I think it's a really cool way to be like, okay, we're kind of coming to, like, we can't have too many people here. So here's a cool compromise for people in their last, like, I don't know. I think it's special. Um, so anyway, that was Monday, Tuesday. There weren't any big events. There was an audience, but it wasn't like thrilling, uh, Wednesday. So yesterday, well, now it's Wednesday. I realize that it's Friday morning at 12 15 at this point. Um, but King Philippe and Queen Matilde are going on a few-day trip to uh, the Middle East area. Um, so they are visiting Oman and uh, later will visit the United Arab Emirates. Um, so the visit to Oman is focusing on the transition to green energy that's going on in the country. Um, and then when they go to the UAE, it is for the World Expo that is being held in Dubai. Um, so today, Thursday, not Friday, they started their official visit to Oman. So they arrived yesterday on the plane very late. Well, probably not late in Oman. I don't really know. I don't know the time difference. I'm not, I'm not paying that much attention. Um, and they did their official visit. So they met with the Sultan and his wife. Um, they visited like, so this is normal when, uh, visiting people, visiting dignitaries go to other countries. They will typically stop at like a national monument situation. Um, so a good example of this is um, when people come to the U.S. and they specifically go to D.C., um, foreign, dignitar foreign dignitaries will often visit the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier um, and place their wreath there. Uh, this is easier to talk about like the European situation because Europe is a much smaller country or European countries are much smaller than the U.S., um, and so, for example, if you go to Germany, there's a monument um, there that every single foreign dignitary I have seen go to Germany has laid a wreath at um, to mark victims of wars and to honor that. Um, so they visited the mosque in Oman that is serves as that location. Um, 
I am just going to quickly check because when I was doing this part, they hadn't finished all of their day. And I just want to quickly check in to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, so official welcome ceremony. Um, okay. And then things were happening at like with in the Sultan's residence. That was the like the briefing of a port, um, production site for green hydrogen, um, just different things there. And then they've visited the Sultan, uh, Cabos mosque, um, which is the most important and largest mosque in Oman. So that is what was going on today and this week for the Belgian Royals. Like I said, they will continue their travels and, um, into the UAE. I'm not entirely sure when that happens, but at some point it will. Um, and so we will talk more about that then. Um, but for now we are going to go move over to the British Royal family. In the UK, we are coming up on a very exciting ish anniversary. Um, so I believe it's Sunday marks Queen Elizabeth's official, um, start of her Platinum Jubilee year. Um, she will have reached that 70th anniversary of her ascension to the throne. Um, however, honestly, not much is being done about it this week. I mean, there's some mentions here and there. Um, I've seen a lot more foreign mention than I have in the UK. Um, and so like the things going on this week leading up to that so far have nothing to do with any of it. Um, so there was nothing on Monday for the British Royal family on Tuesday. I thought this was really, really cool. Um, also a little strange for me as someone who doesn't do like social anything really still. Um, but I thought it was great. Anyway, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall went to Chinatown in London, um, to mark the Lunar New Year. So... I think the day before or like maybe when it hit what would be New Year's in China, um, like that day, they released a lovely statement celebrating the Lunar New Year. Um, and I just kind of thought that was going to be it, you know, like, okay, lovely, how wonderful. And then later in the day, like I got off work, I left work, I checked social media as one does. Um, and it was like all these photos of really cool uh, Lunar New Year celebrations. And then I realized like, wait, I'm okay. I'm on my podcast, social media. That's okay. What is happening? Um, and it was Charles and Camilla in the streets of Chinatown in London, just like celebrating Lunar New Year. I was like, well, that's awesome. So that looked really fun. Um, and then I thought like, oh, what year was this? And then I was like, oh, wait, that's literally today. Okay, cool. Um, because my first instinct as, again, someone who does no social things is like, oh, when, when is this throwback from? Because clearly this isn't happening now. Um, but you know, the rest of the world kind of goes on. Uh, my life is literally like I go to work, I work, I work very close to a target, like literally within walking distance to a target. Um, and so I go to target when it's not crowded um, and that's pretty much the extent of where I go. Work, Target, I do all my grocery shopping online. And anything else I need, I order from Amazon. It's a very interesting life I lead. 
no, it's really not, but it's fine. Um, so like my first thought was like, wait, what's happening? But no, it's, it's fine. They were celebrating Lunar New Year, um, in accordance with hopefully all the UK restrictions in place for pandemic safety. So that was a really cool thing. Um, Wednesday was a day that I had kind of expected to come, um, just because there were a ton of media reports about this officially happening. I didn't know when the official announcement would be made, obviously. Um, but Wednesday morning, the Duchess of Cambridge was announced as the new royal patron for the um, Rugby Football Union and the Rugby Football League for the English team. So for Team England, um, she is patron of those organizations now. Um, and this is where I'm going to get a little more truthful. Um, so this is something that I have not talked about really in two years. Um, but this is a patronage that the Duke of Sussex, Prince Harry, whatever he's called now, um, that he had that reverted back to the crown and is therefore the queens to hand out again. Um, and you know, I just kind of love this. Um, I, I just love it. I'm very happy with this, um, situation. I think it's awesome. Um, also it is so beyond time to start handing out these patronages. Like it just is, um, it's time. It's beyond time. Like, let's go, let's do this. Anything that can be handed out, let's do it. It's time. He's gone. Clearly not coming back anytime soon. So like, let's do it. Um, so she visited the training session at Twickenham, Twickenham, yep, stadium in London, um, with both the men's and the women's teams. Um, and it looked like a blast. This was literally the most fun looking engagement that I have seen her do in years. Um, obviously two of these years have been a pandemic. So like, I get it. Um, but like, I have said this quite a lot. Sporty Duchess of Cambridge is probably my favorite version of the Duchess of Cambridge. Um, yeah, like by far it's when she seems to be the most relaxed, the most herself when she's at a, t uh, tennis, like it's just, it's great playing football. Like it's when she gets competitive, it's all lovely. Um, speaking of some competitiveness, so the Duke of Cambridge is the patron for these equivalencies in Wales. So he is patron for like the Welsh team essentially. Um, so I have heard a rumor or I think it's a scheduled game. I don't really know that Wales and England are meeting and playing each other at like the end of this month. Um, and I need them both to be there and it to be a competitive, cute event. I just, I need it, please. Um, so that was what happened yesterday. And then on Thursday, um, the Prince of Wales, Duchess of Cornwall and the Duchess of Cambridge visited the Trinity Bowie Wharf, um, which is a arts and culture training center that is, uh, funded by, the Prince's Foundation. So it is, um, a training center that really focuses obviously on like the arts. Um, 
and providing jobs in that field. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. And because of Kate's interest in like art and stuff like that, art and culture, I think she was a great addition to this group. Like, I don't know. I just kind of have loved this week from the British Royal family, even though we're seeing not what I expected. Um, I think it's go, it's really great. Um, so that has been really, really lovely and it's just great. I love it. Um, so then we are actually going to basically not talk about the Danish Royal family because literally every event has been about Crown Princess Mary's 50th birthday. And I had thought about making it like into its own highlight section here, but I kind of want to give her a birthday episode, um, because there are so many things happening, even though like a bulk of the, some of the celebration has been, uh, postponed due to it being just a COVID wave right now. Um, so I thought that was fine. Um, I thought, well, we'll see what happens, but because there've been so many things and I want to talk about a lot of the different things, um, we are just going to skip them and go straight to Norway. There hasn't been a lot going on in Norway. However, there's been this like underlying thing, um, which is Crown Prince Akun is serving as regent. Um, King Harald is on sick leave. So I don't know if they've ever announced whether he, the results of his COVID test or not. I honestly may take a quick look at that because, uh, I think that's really important to information to get out there. So let me pause and I'll be right back. Okay. So I have checked. Um, they have not released the results of King Harald's COVID test. So basically what happened is, um, last week, King Harald, Queen Sonia, and Crown Prince Akun held a meeting with the foreign minister of Norway. This happens pretty much every couple of weeks in the Norwegian royal household. Like, it's just pretty normal. Um, I'm actually not 100% certain that the queen was there. Usually she is. She may not have been this time. Um, and literally hours later, um, this foreign audience, this foreign minister announced that he had, uh, tested positive for COVID, which is, you know, not great. <laughs> like just not good, but anyway, life happens. It, 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 you know, it just is. So this was on the 27th. It does say Queen Sonia was present as well. Um, Later on the 27th, it was announced that this happened. Meanwhile, King Harald is receiving other ambassadors. So then on the 28th, King Harald has cold and flu-like symptoms. So he goes on sick leave while some necessary precautions are being taken out. Uh, Crown Prince Akun is now regent. Um, that was supposed to just go for a little while. I think just yesterday they announced like, um, let's see. Yeah, yesterday they were like, oh, by the way, uh, he's going to keep serving as regent. No big deal. 
Uh, no announcement though on King Harald's test. And honestly, you know, it is what it is. It's scary. I get really scared when King Harald goes on sick leave. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, I get really, really nervous, um, because he's just not in the best health. And so it makes me nervous, but that's okay. Um, so then Crown Prince Akun has been doing like a ton of different things going on. Um, on Tuesday, he met with volunteers who are working at a camp to ready it for the summer, but also just like maintain it during the winter months. So chopping wood, doing fires, things like that to keep the, the thing going. Um, but there's also stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, audiences, for example, apparently they met, he met with the foreign minister again today. So that's fascinating. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then he has a couple of things going on tomorrow. Apparently the president of Estonia is visiting. So that could be a thing. Um, so like all of this stuff has been going on behind the scenes. Um, but we have just seen a public outing from Crown Prince Regent Akun once. Um, so that is what was going on there. So now we are going to move over to Spain. If you hear some background noise, my furnace is running. I am not recording with my normal, like, um, noise situation. Like, my microphone is way down below me right now. Again, it's midnight. We're keeping it casual. Um, but I do, my furnace is running. Like I said, we're in a snowstorm. We're dealing with it. Um, so Spain has been busy as always. They've been busy literally for the whole month of January um, into February now. Um, so on January 31st, which was Monday, they visited Austria. Um, they were there and originally this was just supposed to be Queen Letizia's event, but King Felipe came too. So that was fun. Um, I mean, it was scheduled for him as well by the time the schedule came out, but like it wasn't originally based on news reports. So they were there primarily to open a exhibition on Salvador Dali, who is a Spanish artist um, that is being held at the Belvedere in Vienna. Um, and uh, it was focusing on Salvador Dali's like fascination, obsession, collaboration with Sigmund Freud. Um, who is a, like, renowned psychotherapist person who, um, basically believes everything in our minds is attributed to sex and the way we were raised and the way we relate to things that we, it's weird. I don't particularly love Freudianism, but whatever. Um, I think there's some truth to it. I also think there's a lot of nonsense in it. Um, possibly an unpopular opinion. Not really sure. Anyway, um, so they also spent, like, the whole day in Vienna. Um, they met with the president and first lady. Uh, King Felipe held a bilat with the, um, Austrian delegation. Well, yeah, um, the two delegations held a bilateral, which is normal, um, it was just lovely. It looked really cold. Um, 
and the, the Spanish royals have gone to a lot of cold places in cold months, and I need them to go somewhere warm because it looks cold where they have been visiting. Um, but, you know, I mean, I guess they live in a warm climate. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, anyway, I'm also getting very tired. I, luckily, we're almost done. So, we're going to finish out these last two segments, and then we'll be done. Um, so that was Monday's event on Tuesday. Queen Letizia held a, um, working, or presided over a working meeting for UNICEF Spain. Um, that really wasn't, like, a huge deal. I just, I just like, I like her. I like to talk about her things. Um, I really didn't like any of King Felipe's like solo events this week, other than the one I'm about to talk about. So, you know, anyway. Um, and then on Wednesday, you guys, I have been waiting a very long time for this moment. And to my knowledge, this is the first one that's happened. So on Wednesday, King Felipe received credentials from new ambassadors. Seems normal, right? Well, it is. It's a pretty, it's like a monthly thing for King Felipe. Uh, but <laughs> Wednesday was really cool. Uh, Wednesday was the U.S. ambassador to Spain presented her credentials. Um, and this is a moment that I have said literally for a year um, that I will be talking about, not in depth, but, like, I wanted to talk about because, um, one, I am an American, uh, two, I'm really interested or I'm very invested in the United States political situation, as I believe every American citizen of voting age or even younger should be. Um, and I'm just... A year ago, I was more excited about things and trajectory than I am today, but that's okay. Um, I was really excited for President Biden to start naming ambassadors. Little did I know, and in retrospect, I should have known, but little did I know how long this process would take. He hasn't even named a lot of them yet, um, which I think is not great. However... I don't run the State Department. I'm not the president. I'm not old enough to be the president. I also don't want to be the president. Um, I don't want to be the Secretary of State. I don't want to be any of these things. Um, I literally want to know what's going on in my country. And um, for me personally, specifically, the Spanish, the ambassador to Spain means a lot to me because the goal is that by the end of 2022, I will have moved at least temporarily to Spain. Uh, big goal, big dream, big statement I just made. We're moving past it. Um, but it's a big thing. So she presented her credentials to King Felipe. So I just wanted to like talk about her just a little bit. Also, I kind of love her as this pick, um, and have since the minute she was announced. Um, so Julissa Reynoso Pantaleon um, is the new ambassador from the United States to Spain. She is basically a career diplomat. Like, she has been um, the U.S. ambassador to Uruguay, which is in um, 
I believe it's in South America. It could be in Central America, which I know is not its own, like, official continent. But, like, I, I'm not entirely sure which region it's in. Um, but she, well, up until literally a couple of, like, a month ago, she was the chief of staff to the First Lady, um, to Dr. Jill Biden, which is um, lovely and amazing. Um, and Jill Biden was actually at her, like, swearing in as the ambassador. Um, so our vice president swears in all of our ambassadors. Um, and it was very, it was very cool. Um, because Vice President Harris had to, like, welcome the first lady for the ceremony. It was awesome. Um, and so, but before that, she, like, worked in the Obama administration in the State Department. Um, she covered a desk in the State Department. So she was the Assistant Secretary of State uh, in the Bureau of Western Hemisphere Affairs, um, which is basically a desk that, like, in the State Department that covers everything going on. Um, and it makes sure that, like, diplomatic events are under control. Um, so that was really, really great. Um, so anyway, she presented her credentials. She, um, was actually born in the Dominican Republic, um, and immigrated to the U.S. in 82. Um, she was born and like, she was raised in New York. She was not born there. She was raised in New York, um, obviously as an American citizen. Um, I say obviously because you have to be an American citizen to be named an ambassador. Okay. Um... So she is, to my knowledge, fluent in Spanish um, because she presented her credentials in Spanish um, and then had a full-blown, like, fast-paced conversation with the king about things. Um, I couldn't follow all of it. So the I've, I've watched for, uh, I don't know, just a good little giggle. Um, the last ambassador to Spain present their cr credentials to the king. Uh, and it was, <laughs> oh dear, he was, he was such a political, painful political appointee that like, it was miserable. Um, and the king says, oh, I hear you speak Spanish. Um, and the, the ambassador answers, you know, in the affirmative in Spanish, and then King Felipe tries to talk to him, and it just kind of fell apart. Like, the wheels fell off a little bit. Um, because when you say you can speak Spanish, I don't think you're prepared for how fast Spanish speakers speak. Um, like, <laughs> when I speak Spanish, I speak Spanish slowly because I'm still learning. Um, when I hear Spanish spoken to me and it's fast, I get really, really overwhelmed um, because it's so fast and I like my brain doesn't move that fast as the words. So, but like our new ambassador did lovely. Um, I'm very proud of her. I literally cried mostly out of just pure excitement um, that something was happening. So anyway, that is um, a little bit about what was going on in Spain over the past few days and so now we are going to move over to Sweden. My furnace is still running um but there really like wasn't a lot going on in Sweden. Um so this is something that I'm going to talk about a little bit um in the recap episode that I put up um on on Saturday but <laughs> um 
There hasn't been a lot going on in Sweden for the past month because basically every member of the Swedish royal family contracted COVID at the same time. And, uh, you know, some of them for the second time, it's fine. It's completely normal. Um, so sad. It was so sad. Um, but things had just been pretty chill for a long time and things are still kind of chill. Also, like, the Swedish royal family, they work hard, but they also, like, don't work a ton. Um, or they don't share a ton. It's probably that more than they don't work. They just don't share a lot um, on social media or on their website or anything like that. But on Tuesday, um, both Queen Sylvia and Crown Princess Victoria sent digital messages to um, the World Expo in, du- in Dubai. So King Carl Gustav visited uh, the World Expo in Dubai um, like during Swedish day or week or whatever. Um, and Queen Sylvia was supposed to go. She couldn't because she had a cold, but because, like, COVID, they tested her. She was negative at the time, um, but she just had cold symptoms, and so, like, obviously you can't really travel. Even if you're the Queen of Sweden, you can't travel. Um, so, But she sent a greeting to a seminar going on during Health Week focused on mental illness in children and young people. Um, while Crown Princess Victoria inaugurated the Swedish um, Life Science Program, again, to mark Health Week at the Expo. So that's literally kind of the only, like, big thing going on. Um, Today there was a foreign um, relations, or uh, foreign, a Ministry of Foreign Affairs kind of meeting that King Carl Gustav and Crown Princess Victoria were at, um... Crown Princess Victoria has held, like, a digital audience with a professor probably about, um, it's, like, an international, it's how, it's how she gets her updates on, like, what's going on in the world, um, and I just don't remember the organization name, and I don't have it written down, so anyway, um, (laughs) That is really what was going on. Things are pretty chill in Sweden. Things I expect things to be continuously chill in Sweden. Um, not that I think they're going anywhere in the podcast, but man, if, if they were, they might be the next ones to go just because, like, they don't post things. I know they do things. They just don't post them, and it drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. If you want to know, like, what my old frustration was on, like, a daily basis, it was the fact that I couldn't find content on the Swedish royal family when I knew they were working, and I just couldn't find the things. Um, Meanwhile, I saw a um, headline from a Swedish, like, tabloid kind of thing today um, that was all focused on Princess Estelle and her 10th birthday, and I literally lost my mind remembering that she's going to be 10 in a couple of weeks. So there's that. Um, But anyway, that's what was going on. This is the new version of the podcast, at least for today. Um, You know, we'll just see what we think. I like it. I don't particularly like recording it at midnight, so we'll try not to do that again. Um, But with that, I'm going to end this episode, and I will talk to you all next time. Have a fantastic couple of days. Bye.